You know, life got to be more than just about work, right? Well, I know, but. <laughs> There's a but. What's the but? It's so easy just to be, <laughs> just to not do anything, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, you know, in my older days, I'm just kind of like reserved, you know, pretty much. And, you know, I like to do things, but sometimes I like to just be at home. Right. I understand. Because, you know, sometimes there's just so much going on out there, man. You know yeah. what I mean? For instance, you could just be sitting in Starbucks and, and get arrested. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. I or mean, you can go in Walmart and get in a fight with another customer. Exactly. I mean, it's just. It's I mean, because it, I mean, you know, you don't know what's going on in people's heads nowadays. Right. I mean, but I, I did want your opinion about something. Not to cut you off. Uh huh. <clears throat> on my podcast, I need a love to hate to hate. Just means that I love you guys and I do not hate. Um, I talk about world news. Right. Topic of world news. But I just put it out there, give a brief opinion of it, and I keep it moving. Right. And I know notice that some podcasters kind of I'm not saying that they're throwing shade directly at me, but I am one of those podcasts that do that. I talk about other things, but I also include that in on my podcast. And they Some was making a comment that they felt like everybody shouldn't be talking about the same thing. And I agree. You know what I mean? I really, really do agree. However, if people are talking about the same stuff, because that's what's going on in the world, and that's what's affecting people, and that's what's concerning people, what's wrong with it? Uh, and that's my uh, that's my uh, that was my question would be what's wrong with and here's the thing I mean mm-hmm. how can people not talk I don't care what subject it is right if it's enough folks podcasting mm-hmm. guess what a few of them gonna be talking about the same thing exactly and, and but they're not gonna be talking about it the same way exactly everybody everybody format right. everybody delivery is different. Exactly. Um, and I, I'm not finna pretend and stunt and try to be somebody else on a podcast. That just ain't in my nature. I'm just gonna keep it all the way 100. I ain't got time for that bullshit. Like, like there are particular people on here. Like, I got a Q and A question yesterday about somebody's sex life and about somebody's libido. Right. <laughs> Right. And I tried to answer that. The way I really wanted to answer that question is totally different from how I answered the question. And then after I, I answered it my way, trying to be very political correct and, you know, healthy correct. Right. I kind of felt like, damn, girl, you know what? You should have kept it all the way black real. You know, mm-hmm. but me being who I am and there are younger people that listen to my podcast, which I know they know about sex. I know they talk about sex. I don't know why I still feel uncomfortable knowing that those people that I know and care about and love that's grown, that's having sex, still listen to it and, you know what I'm saying, and hear me say things like that. Well, because it's still, you still have that 
certain things I'm just going to talk about around these people. You know, right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I do that with my my daughter, even though I know she's doing this. It's sir, I'm I'm just not going to openly talk about it. I, it's, it's like some people. I, I don't. I don't go to sexually explicit movies with my daughter. Right. I know there's some sex going to be in that movie. For sure. I don't even go with my daughter. <laughs> Seven years old. <laughs> I, Nothing is wrong with that. Yeah, That's I, how I feel. You know what I'm saying? But again, I remember my dad saying <clears throat> that wouldn't you want them to grow with someone that understands things better than them and that can possibly give them an outlook and that's kind of how I try to view certain things with what I say and what I do but sometimes it just doesn't matter <laughs> that I have a better outlook on it exactly. or a better perspective exactly. it just makes me uncomfortable just like with rap music there are certain rap music that I listen to that I like and I buy the clean version right? because if one of them happened to be in the car with me. I don't want to listen to the cussing person. But hey. now, you know, they get in the car with me and want to be like, okay, got cursing in it. Don't get mad. Uh, not with them babies up in here. Right. You know what I mean? But if it's just us, I'll let it slide a little bit. You know what I mean? But if it's a lot, they right. know. I get to looking in them corner eyes. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. You messing up my ride. That's what they'll tell me. You messing up my ride. Well. Okay. Put it on your phone and get your earplugs and you list it all you want. Right. That's the way I look at it, but I don't know. Yeah, and then the people, I, I guarantee the people that's offering, throwing shade or saying people talk, I bet you go listen to their podcast, they talking about, they don't talk about something somebody else didn't talk about. Well, yeah, they did. It's just, it, I've been hearing quite a few of them, you know, saying, oh, my God, I didn't even put on my jury this morning. Oh, that's a topic. No, I feel naked. I just looked at my hand and my, my rings and stuff was still oh, on my hand, oh, and I just, I feel really? naked all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, like, I felt like something was missing, like something wasn't right. So then I said, maybe I didn't put on my perfume, but then I could smell it. And then I looked down at my hand, and, yeah, it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Thank God my my nails don't look bad. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, I've listened to this a, a lot of people podcasts first before I go any further with the other people podcasts. Right? Have you been having problems with the podcast since the last recording that we had? Oh. Like, have you tried to listen and it cut off on you every, when you listen to time. other people podcasts? Every time. What the deal? Nobody reached out and, and said anything to you? No, no. No, they haven't. And I, I was I was hoping that somebody enough, because I, I can't see that it just happened to me. No, it's not just happening to you because it's happening to me and it's really working my nerves. I'm just going to have to keep it all the way 100. Like yeah, yesterday, because- I was trying to listen to a few podcasters because one of them was Mr. Diesel's production. And he wanted me to chime in on the Cosby uh, thing. Uh, <clears throat> but every time he would get to the good part in the podcast, it cut off. It would cut off. So I would have to start all the way over, over. from the beginning. 
And me, she, me, her don't do that. I, you know, like, I don't, I don't like starting me, over like that. Like, give me, let me go where I stopped it. And, and, and then, me, you know how long your, you, you know, you, you can get some time with, you, you know, your podcast. You know, yeah. you, you're halfway and it, yeah, you got it all yeah. the way back over. Yeah. Oh, no. See, yesterday, see, my thing was from here on out, I wanted to do like five or 10 minute segments. That's it. If it happens to go over, it would probably be 15 minutes. If I do a talk with people, I wanted to do like maybe cut 30 minute sessions, like do a 30 minute session, then come back and do another 30 minute session. You know what I mean? Right. But because I've been having so many problems with Anchor, I was just recording. Let me get all this in. You know? Okay. You're right. Exactly. And... It was like the bitch didn't break down on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I'm sitting there thinking like I'm doing all this 25 and 30 minute, you know, segments when I could have broke that shit down in 10 minutes. I was like, yeah. I, 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 I can't do this with Anchor. Like this morning I started recording and it went right back doing the same thing. Wow. So the only thing it did let me do was reply to D Souls production because he was talking about the Bill Cosby situation and he was talking about how things are are not going to change in the black community because there's a lack of economical structure. And uh, he also hit on how black men attack, you know, women and the lack of maturity of them spending money on stupid shit like Jordans and shit. And um and it was it was very interesting. So I chimed in a few times, but I don't even know how many times I actually went through because the thing would start re-recording. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, you know what I mean? And I got I got a little frustrated. I'm I'm gonna keep it real. But if I had to ask you, excuse the noise. If I had to ask you, like, for is our economical structure in the black community, right? Right. How do you think we would be able to fix that? Because a lot of black people that's in these situations, that's in these black communities, a lot of these people don't want to be in the situation they're in. You know? Absolutely. And my thing is, is, some of them in these black communities, like the older ones, they still go around pick up trash. They still look out for the children when the children get off the bus. They keep people children in their homes until their parents get home from school so they won't be in the house by themselves. Um, there's still people that still believe in it and do that. But it's it's beat down. It's poor. It, there's crime in there. There's drugs in there. Um, but for people, little people, that's not the Ben Carson's money of the world who forgot that his ass was black. Who feels like if you get married, that's gonna fi- that's gonna fix your your situation. Like, do you can you think of anything that that we as black folks could do to help fix the situation or at least make um our situation better in these black communities? Because for me. I, I just think it's hard to um, come up with a solution or to even be able to think of a way to to fix it or work on it. I mean, I know it starts with us. I know that. 
and I and I do feel like we are our biggest critic. We hurt ourselves more than anybody. You know what I'm saying? When a lot of us, when we get in a certain position, we start making money, we gone. We don't come back to the, to those hell holes. You know, we like, mm-mm, I'm done. You can forget about that one. You know what I'm saying? So, And, and when you come from a, a black community that's struggling, you really don't blind. Absolutely. And I... But what do you do? Like, how do you do your part? in that community what would you suggest would be a good alternative in helping you know per se us in in the community to make it better to change it well well first of all i kind of like well you know kind of i i disagree with with these souls it's like not going to change and 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 us buying god and all that kind of stuff other other races by Jordans and, and so forth. Because I look at where we where we where we were mm-hmm. where at actually where where we at now. I mean right. if if we can if we can come from where we came from right. and one of us be the leader of this, the greatest nation in the world. Right. We are making progress. Now is it is it is is it as great as we want it to be, no, but a ton of us, a ton of black folks is doing well. You know, in certain pockets, there may be, you know, some things, you know, going on that's not maybe economically advantageous for some. But I think the, the first thing is, is we have to start with education. We have to, we have to educate people on on how to be better, you know, on to expect more uh, from themselves. The parents, it's got to start with the parent, and for for them to teach their kid, hey, it's it's better out there. You can have better. You you see these things, hey, this happening on TV. You see people making it, so to speak. Hey, they didn't just was born making it. They work at it, and then you have to teach them, uh, you know, work ethics. So I think it can be done, but it's just it's just our process of teaching them and uh, to get better. What do you think? Oh my goodness, no. Alrighty, attempting to fix this technical difficulty, so excuse us. We're gonna try again. Alright, alright, you guys. It is Anita and Mr. E with the She Said, He Said podcast. Mr. E. Yes, hello, hello, hello. How's it going, people? I hope everybody had a great work day. Well, I'm just glad mine's over, so. <laughs> mine's too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. All righty. Well, today is Thursday. Yes, yes, yes. 
April the 19th. Thank you, Jeeves. You know, this year is like really running. Like, I feel like April Fool just got here and now it's like middle of the month. Like, exactly. It's almost over. It's crazy. Exactly. It is crazy. But I ain't complaining. As long as I'm waking up, breathing, and I'm healthy, I'll take it. Hey, it can keep rolling. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. Well, my hour Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) So used to that, Anita. I know. I know. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get it together. Okay. It is. What are your thoughts Thursday, you guys? So, this is the thing. I've been together for 25 years and things of that nature. So, it kind of make you, you know, leery, you know, especially the ones that single. Like, if they wanted to get married, like, should that be something I still thriving to But let's stay in these uh, miserable marriages, miserable arrangements, miserable lifestyle. What else can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, why do you think most people stay in bad marriages? Like, what are the top three reasons, if you had to guess, would be for people? Would be why people stay in in bad marriages or bad relationships? Why do they stay? Um, yeah. Not not want to be as a failure. Not what? Want to be seen as a failure that they failed at something right i agree with that that would have been one of mine too yeah because I, uh, I i was i was guilty of that when i went through things and um i tried to stick it out and i'm like no i don't want anybody to know and oh my god you know when you get married you never get a divorce so yeah right yeah, exactly. i can relate to that exactly okay Number two, what is your second? Fear of, fear of. Huh? I said fear, fear from. Right. My soul to That's being true. alone, to fearful of, of, of some type of uh, rep, uh, abuse. Right. Or yeah. You know, I think, I think that's the big thing why people stay in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. And what would be your third reason? My third reason is uh, uh, because of uh, you know what maybe family could bring be. Anchor does not want us to be great. Like it keeps breaking up. Like oh my god. I know, I know. It's crazy. Any way that we try to record, it does the same thing. And I, at this point, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I really don't know what to do. So let's just keep trying to make it work for us. 
So excuse us, people, for these technical difficulties. It is not our fault, but we're working no. through it. But your third reason is, again, Mr. E. Uh, I think maybe family, what the opinion of family and friends, maybe they're, you know. Right, 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 right. You know, that was one of my Q&A questions on yesterday, I think. And um, so I wanted to talk about it on our podcast because um, I got some feedback on it, and mainly from women. But there were some guys that were like, why women stay? Why do women become, you know, the the sacrifice, the the one guy said the sacra of a feist lamb is what he said. And I was trying to say it. But I sounded kind of retarded, so that's why I cut it off. But yeah. But, but I understood where he was coming from. Huh? I, I, you say retarded. Well, you know, we can't use that word retarded. You know, the people he's say. not retarded. I don't think he's retarded. I just think. You know, we can't use that word, you know. They're going to you know, ban I think, he, I think his tongue got tired like mine does all the time when I pronounce people's names. Because right. she and me ain't been talking about anybody when I be jacking up people's names left and right. Like, no, I can't do yeah. that. Well, I'm like, no. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but it, it ain't just women stay. Men stay, too. And, you know. But men kids. stay more of a selfish reason for themselves. Men don't want to. Men don't want to have to figure out how they're going to afford two different homes. Men don't want to have to pay that extra child support or that spousal support. Men don't want to let go of their retirement money. Men, men don't want to be worried about how much in they in their account he's going to have to split with that woman. So most times, and I don't care if y'all get mad, most times when men stay in things, it's about control, it's about manipulations. And money. They they don't want to let that woman have the money because most time they are the ones that's over all the money. They know what's coming in and what's leaving. And they give these women these little one little credit card that has a limit, but she doesn't even know that it's a limit because he tell her it's from the bank account, but it ain't from the bank account. So Well yeah, I, I agree with all with those reasons you're saying, but at the same time there are a lot of women that makes a lot of money and they and they hold on for the same the same reasons. Now ain't all the men making all the money nowadays. You know it's more y'all than it is us. Let me tell you something. Two thousand and eighteen, the women of two thousand eighteen, they may have gotten to the point where they're like, I worked hard for my money, I'm not finna share it with a man. But that, most times when they say that because they know that damn man is lazy. And they know damn well that that man have the potential to be way better than what he is, make more money than what he's making be more involved than what he is, but he's sitting back and he's in chill mode because her boss wife over here doing the damn thing. So when it comes to that, hell no. I don't blame you. I don't blame no woman, but at the same time, I don't blame no man either. I feel like this is my thing. If you are a woman and the agreement was for you to stay at home be the wife, be the housemaker, all that good stuff. God damn it, I don't care if I ain't worked a day in a job. I want mine because this is a job. Working and I have my own little money or whatever, and you don't want to share majority. No, I, no, I, right. I understand. See, this is the thing. I think when you invest years into a marriage, 
and you know, there's this saying you're supposed to leave what, with what you came with. That's not necessarily true. Because you're not leaving with your time. You're not leave, leaving with those years you've invested. You're not leaving with all those healthy years. You're not leaving with all those vagina walls that wasn't tore up before you got up in there. You're not leaving with all of that. So you got to remember and you got to give account to all of that when you tell them, well, you should leave with what you came with. No, that's not how they, op- that, that, that's not how they operate. That's not how they work. Well, this I is the problem that I have. I think that when you're in a marriage, I think that a woman should be given spousal support or child support or whatever if it's needed. I don't think that a woman should be awarded excessive amount of money just because she don't want to see Becky with the good hair over there benefiting from it. Now, do I would I feel bitter and shitty knowing that Becky and the good hair over here enjoying the money up that I had when I was with you? Yeah, I feel some type of way. But I still feel like you shouldn't just want stuff just because. That's just like taking a man back to court and putting him on child support just because he done started over with somebody else. That's not right. Like that's then you then you don't want the man with the child. Come on, like no, no, no. We ain't doing that one. Mm-mm. But I always feel like I want that man to make more money than me. I do. And I feel like his money is our money and my money is my money. <laughs> see, I, and, and, and that's my thing. I think, and I look at, I guess, divorce different than most people. Mm-hmm. Because it's just whatever, whatever, however y'all, if whatever y'all got mm-hmm. and created, no matter who made the most money, whatever, right. I, I feel like that person, some kind of way, did something to contribute their fifty percent. Whether it be stayed at home, keep the kids, whether it be uh, uh, went to work every day. I just feel that when it's time for a divorce, whatever it is, we're gonna split. It. I agree, and, but I have mixed feelings with that. I don't because I I feel that that's no, I do, especially when it comes to a man. I do, I, I do. do. If a man decides, if, if, if we as a couple decide I make way more money than if you were working and it would benefit us if you were home taking care of the children and that's what you choose to do because, you know, men are reversing. Men are being home, stay-at-home dads and the wives are out there working and blah, blah, blah. That ain't something I want to do. That ain't something that I'm accustomed to doing. But I I think that I'm open more to it in 2018 than I would have ever been open to it. I'm just going to say that. With that being said, if a man is not working because a man is not trying to work, but he's a stay-at-home dad, I don't respect that. I'm sorry. Well, it, I guess it ain't got nothing, to me, I guess it ain't nothing, I don't think it's nothing to do with respect if that's, you, if that's the arrangement of the marriage. No, that's not the arrangement of the marriage. That's the arrangement of a lazy person. Okay, okay. If that's the arrangement of the lazy person mm-hmm. that they, the person that allowing them to be mm-hmm. lazy, then like I said, I, my thing is like I said, I, you know, like I said, I know you say you feel differently. My thing is fifty fifty. No matter what, if that person pick up a stick, mm-hmm. I don't listen. See, to me, mm-hmm. if I'm getting divorced, that means that I want to be away from you. I no matter what it takes, right? I want to be away from you. And right. If, if 
going, if it's going to get me there, mm-hmm. fine. Going 50, 40, 60, going right. to get me there. I'm fine. Cause I, I'm ready to get rid of you and all that it entails to being involved with you. But, you so, know, it's not the same. With older women and, and younger women, it's different reasons to why they stay in relationships. Most time, younger women stay in relationship nine times out of ten because of money. They don't want to walk away from the money or out of fear because they're probably being abused. Older women, majority of the time when they don't leave, it's because they have nobody to fall back on. Like, they don't have that family support. They don't have money. Everything about them have been circling around this man. And they have children. Majority of the time when these older women don't leave, they're not leaving because they're not staying because, oh, he just have so much money and I just don't want to walk away from the money. Especially when they have children. That's not the case with most of these older women. It's no. really not. But people no. want to paint this picture like these older women are staying there because they know that their husband's got this retirement and their husband got that. So they don't want to. Are you stupid or are you stupid? Because these women could have been cheating on y'all asses just like y'all were cheating on them. And they don't care nothing about that stuff. You see they what I'm saying? And some of these women know that their husbands are cheating and still won't leave them. Exactly. Absolutely. Begging them to stay with them. So, right. you know, it's it's different reasons with everybody. Right. Um, it, but if if I had to answer it, I would agree with, with the number one for me, I would think I feel it's children. Right. Children is the number one reason most women stay. Yeah. Uh, money is the second, and fear. Mm-hmm. Those would be my top three reasons to why most women stay in a in a dead marriage. Right, and it's crazy because you would think that people, men and women, know that you're worth more than just being in a bad situation, or you shouldn't want to stay in this bad situation. You should want to, you know, leave out that bad situation. And, you know, people are always quick to say, oh, if they were some kind, they must have been insecure or, you know, they must have been going through some stuff or, you know, they they weren't happy with themselves. You, Not all women that stay in these situations felt that way about themselves. Right. A lot of these women love who they are. They just don't love the fact that they have children and they don't want their children to go through anything remotely negative to what they went through as a child. And people right. don't look at that. People don't understand that. Me, I can relate in a sense. Like, I don't know what it felt like to struggle. At least I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because if we were struggling as children... When we were, I don't know anything about it. They did a damn good job at, at camouflaging it and making sure that we didn't see it. You right. know what I mean? But I didn't want to be that statistics of my mother and my aunts and my grandmother. I, I didn't want to be those people. I really didn't want to be those people. The thing that I respected the most about my grandmother was she didn't care if she had 20 children. She wasn't finna stay with no man. That was the one thing that I can honestly wholeheartedly say that I respect through and through, but I, I, it was hard for her because, you know, she had, what, 12 children all together, and she pretty much raised them by herself. 
I mean, their fathers would come around as really taking care of them. Not really. Right. Not really, but she didn't give in. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was never poor me. I right. never saw that from her. And now she's, what, almost 90 or 90 years old? Her birthday was in, yeah, she's 90 years old. Her kids take care of her. They pay her bills. Right. Because that's how it's supposed to be. And my idea is I help you manage your money. We take care of your bills. And whatever bills you need us to help you with, we got you. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. But when I look at working in the medical field that I work in and some of the people that I come in contact with, some of these men, when their wives go through what they go through, they leave them. They leave them. Mm. But it's supposed to be for better or worse to death do us part. You ain't even waiting to the death part. You ain't even waiting for the worst part. Because men automatically think that when a woman get a cancer diagnosis, that that is the worst part. That's not the worst part. The worst part about going through that journey is two different cycles. Either you on cycle A or you on cycle B. Now, if you on cycle A, the worst part about it is the side effects that you go through of not knowing if you're going to survive. Cycle B is when you know you're not going to survive and you're having to accept it and you have families that you have to figure out a way to get them to accept the fact that you're going to be, you're, you're going to die. Right. But, but, but how was the relationship? Where was the relationship, the marriage heading before the person contacted? Now, see, this is the crazy part. Now, I don't know what they were like at home. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm telling you, when they were, when they come in, from the new patient visit to the teaching, like every time these men will come, they were like imparting. You know, they were recording their weight, they were recording their blood pressure, they were monitoring this, or she had a side effect today. Majority of the time, I kid you not, I can ask the patient husband. I didn't even have to ask the patient. Three months later, four months later, six months later, they gone. Eight months later, they gone. But, but you know how people put up I put up front in public. Right. All the time. I mean, but but you know what? But once you get close to some of them, like some of them, it was a front. But for a majority of the ones who husbands did not stick it out, they didn't even see it coming. They didn't, they didn't even see it coming. Like one of them, when I don't know why I asked. I guess because it had been a few visits. She came in and he didn't come with her. And uh, I said, your sidekick not with, with you? And she just broke down. She was like, imagine that and just broke down. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, everything okay? I'm like, he not hurt or sick or nothing because that's where I'm thinking. Not thinking he left. You know what I'm saying? And right. she went to pouring her heart out and I'm sitting there like, I feel like an ass. Because I I took her there where she didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't, she didn't want to go. And it just hurt it because she, her cancer's in remission. And now he wants to be friends. 
<laughs> That's usually how it works, even with regular relationships. Yep. And she said, how do you say no to being friends with somebody that you still love? And I asked, I said, do you still love the person that you fell in love with? Or do you still love the image or the perception of the person that you once knew that you fell in love with? And she said, that's a good question. I said, you might want to think about it. I said, because the person that you fell in love with would have never abandoned you during your hard times. Because I don't know everything about you, but just being around you and seeing you two and three times a week, I don't, you don't strike me as the type of person that would have bailed on him if he was going through this. So for me, it always tells the story of what kind of man I'm dealing with, what kind of friend I have beside me, and how much support of family I have when I'm at my worst, health-wise. And I know from the beginning, even now, who I can count on, that I know without a shadow of a doubt is going to be there for me. And I don't call people because, and I don't tell people things about what's going on with me because I know they're not going to be there for me. So why share that with you? Oh, yeah, exactly. Why involve you with that? And right. then she said, we never even finalized our divorce yet. I'm like, oh. I said, so are you reconsidering the divorce? And then she's like, well, now he doesn't want to get divorced. And I said, oh, yeah. Right. And I said, I'm pretty sure money's involved. And she looked at me and started laughing. She said, how did you know? I said, because that's why most men decide they don't want to divorce a woman. Especially when they the one walked out. I said, you, I said, mm, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. She said, no, I appreciate your opinion. She said, I appreciate you and Gigi. She said, whenever y'all talk to me, she said, you, you have no idea. I can think things through more clear when I get outside people that have no dealings with me or him in that way to, to tell me what they think. Because she said everybody else surrounding her is telling her that he was just going through some stuff and he was weak and blah, blah, blah. And he made a mistake. Forgive and forget. I said, I do, however, think that you should forgive him for not being there in your time of need. I do feel like you do need to do that. Uh, but I don't uh, think that you should forgive him in regards to I'm taking you back. I said, I, because this is what's going to happen. That resentment that you think that you've forgiven, forgiven him for, it's going to still be there. So the least thing he don't come through with you for it's going to build even more resentment on that that you think you've forgiven him for, but you really haven't forgiven him for. I said, and if he wants you back because of money, then he's not really in love with you. And nine times out of ten, he probably have somebody else. And she's like, well, he told me he left her alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't have any children together. They don't have any children. And that was a hard thing for her because she knew once she started the chemo that because they froze her eggs. 
that nine times out of ten she would not be having children unless someone else were to carry them for her. Right. And so when recently when she came in and she was like, I I filed the papers. And I said, How do you feel? And she said, I feel like weight has been lifted off of my shoulder. And I said, well, congratulations, kudos to you. I said, I'm so happy for you. She said, I think the fact that I don't have anybody that I am responsible for made this decision extra easy for me. She said, I believe that if we had children together, I would have took him back. Yeah, that's what people do. Yeah. Like you say, that's what, like say, probably the number one reason why people stay in a marriage. So let me ask you this. Going through a divorce, you go through a divorce, y'all have X amount of dollars, da da da, da y'all divvy it up, y'all you get this, you got that, separate that, you pay this bill, we pay that bill, blah, blah, blah. You have to pay her this, blah, 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 blah. Would you rather pay a lump sum of money or would you rather pay monthly installments? Oh, I, I I'd rather pay monthly installment. I, Why? Because I, I need I need my money to do with what I want to do with it. I, you, Let me just write you this check every month. Yeah. I want to get that shit over with. You know oh, what I'm see, saying? Especially see, if what, especially if if I'm in a business of making money, see, and nine times out of ten, eventually I'm gonna make that money back. I don't want your ass tied to nothing. I just want you to be gone and be done with. Peace I can out. See, I can see you check every month. I ain't got to be, I, ain't, I don't have nothing, mm. I don't have nothing to do with you. No. I just check every month, every month, you got a direct deposit into your account. See, uh-uh. I don't want that. I want you gone. Be done. Because I do something else with my money. I can make that, I can make that money pay, pay you. See? While I'm giving you that, I can make that money, that, uh, that lump sum, pay for that I'm giving you. But see, this is what I'm I'm understanding, or maybe I'm getting it wrong. Because in some situations, they pay alimony and some other type of support. It's not a child support. No. Because one of um uh I can't call the lady name because she's a patient, but she moved to Texas. Her and her husband divorced. Both of them had a good job, and they had a little money, whatever, whatever. And she had to pay him. Spousal support and something else. But they both agreed for joint custody of their two kids, and both of them would, you know, would do half. Every Both of them would put would take care of the two kids evenly. And she was mad because she didn't understand why she had to pay that. I mean, it was like it was one thing, like it was one monthly bill or whatever that she had to pay, but it was for two different reasons. It was two different things that she was saying. I, like I said, I would, you know, because like I said, the things that I know is child support Alimony. Right. That's what I thought. So I'm finna Google else, this. 
It must have been something else dealing with a, a 401k, you know, because even though if she had a 401k, he's still entitled to some of that 401 right. just like some of his. So maybe that's the aspect of that she was giving him a check for, too. You know, any retirement plan. So all of that um, comes to play. So I, 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 like I said, I don't know what that third thing is. Right. So, so would you would you remarry? Um, at at one point, I after I got my divorce, I, I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get married. But now I think I do. I think I would. Yeah, I think I would. Mm. Yeah, I like I like saying that's my wife. I love saying that phrase. Okay. So, I, I like that. I understand that too. And I just like the the love and 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 the ride or die that a, that a wife would give you. Well, not all wives are ride or die. Just like not all men are ride or die. Well, I ain't I ain't, I ain't talking about all. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking understand. about the I'm talking about the one that I chose that I choose. And well, you hope that they ride or die. <laughs> well, again, I'm talking about the one that I choose. I'm just saying. I know that, that a lot of them is not. I I get that, but if I if I do my vetting, if I do my my due diligence, then I know. <laughs> you know, you know, you 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 know who riding that. You, you right. if eyes open, you know. I feel you. So I know when I when I ask the question. Okay, it's saying. The more issues that that you were involved in your divorce is typical divorce issues, child custody, child support, alimony, or spousal support, or both, division of property, division of debts, attorney claims for reimbursement, breach of fiduciary duty. Why do they have so, to pay both? Yeah, I was just gonna ask you, what's the difference in alimony and spousal support? I thought the spousal support meant men. <laughs> yeah, but evidently it don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I thought that, you know, but maybe they just worded, you know, maybe they made an error with it when they did it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I always say rather an alimony from one to the another would make it possible for each to go forward with a lifestyle somewhat closest to what the couple had before they split known in divorce law as the standard of living established during the marriage as to why the spousal support will be stipulated. I still don't get it. If it is, if there isn't enough money to make it possible for the parties to reestablish something close to their marital standards of living, then most judges will look for a way to make the divorcing parties share the financial pain equally. Oh, so if you have to pay one, like alimony, right? Right. And you still need help 
to live a certain life or whatever, I guess that's what the other come in to play it. Right. Okay, it say, for an example, um, imagine that a husband who files for divorce earns five thousand a month. His wife stays at home with three children and earns no income. Under the state's formula, she's entitled to sixteen hundred and fifty for child support per month. But say she convinces the judge that her total rock bottom needs, including a house payment, are twenty three hundred. If the judge is convinced her budget is solid and that her husband can afford it, she would be awarded six hundred and fifteen spousal support as well. Two hundred. 2300 minus 1650 for more on judge's discretion in these decisions. So I guess it just depends on your savings, your money, uh, your standard of living. Um, I guess it just depends on all of that. I don't know. It still doesn't make sense to me because like Tate, for instance, Candace Park and her husband is getting a divorce. And she's paying 400K, one lump sum, because she said she didn't want to pay monthly spousal support. So that's why she did it that way. But he made $12 million when he was in the NBA. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, I don't know. Do you look Wait. at it? Do you look at it crazy when a man asks a woman for for spousal support? Or do you think that's quite okay for a man asks a woman for spousal support? I, I, crazy. I think I to me personally, I think it's crazy. I think you need to go on about your business and make your own. That just being a man, right. that's how. I, I, no, I I I think you got some uh some tendencies, right? Some sweetness in your blood, uh. When you when went to me when a man, you know, go out there and, and especially quote unquote when you have made your money, because these guys that getting this spousal support, they done made some money, right? So it ain't like you 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 broke you you know you done made some money. go. I, I don't see it. I, I I don't I I don't I never I I don't like that at all. You know, right. I don't care if she made a million dollars. That's hers. Like, let, let me go on and get my little, you know, 12 or, you know, whatever after taxes, uh, five, and I'm okay. I just don't yeah. understand how these law, how these judges, and maybe it's just me, how these judges are giving these men these settlements. Well, I like, because... I like to me, because you have, have to your do your wife got money, you got money, but you don't have the money that she have. Right? So what you do right. is I'm gonna sue you for spousal support or whatever, and I get spousal support. Both of They're us are asking because... both of us are asking for joint custody of the children, so you don't have the child all the time. But the judge is still awarding y'all that. Like I, I I don't understand. It's almost like you're saying, well, women been getting, you know, alimony and spousal support. So whenever a case come through, I'm going to award it to them because, and this is just me. And I'm, and I'm, I'm trying not to be biased when it comes to women. I'm really not, because I know that there are some women out there that are shady as shit. I know this. 
through and through. Nobody has to tell me that. But I know for a fact there are men that are in better financial situation than these women, and these judges allow them to get full custody of these children and leave these women with nothing, having these women looking for a place to live where literally you end up homeless, basically, and don't give two shits about them. And these men were once met who children she bared for you that you got full custody of. And I don't understand the life of me how that is even possible. And I don't care about these celebrity women that have this money and have these children by these men where, because they got money, let me go and sue for spouse support and I'm going to give it to you. I don't understand that. I do not understand that. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. And to me, any man that, that sue a woman for spousal support, and you can work your own ass and your ass have worked and you ain't broke and you around here sitting back plotting to take my money that I worked my ass off for or whatever, if I was another woman and you were trying to holler at me, you couldn't tell me shit. And people could say, oh, no, well, he getting her money. I don't give a damn about her money. Say, for instance, if I was to fall for him and, I'm, and I got a little money and we start talking marriage, you going to do that shit to me? Because that's how you have to start looking at people. I'm sorry. People say, don't judge a person by their past. I ain't judging you by your past, baby. I'm judging by what, you, what your future might be. And because of your past or how you did somebody I, that I don't agree with, I'm looking into my future. And that's how I, I look at things. I'm sorry. If a man have cheated damn near his whole life, and all of a sudden he magically see me, you want me to believe out of all these women in this world, all these women that he have been through, all these women that he to share time with, I'm the only woman that's going to pop up, make him change his life. He going to all of a sudden, abracadabra, I'm going to be faithful. I ain't going to do none of this shit to all these women in the past. I ain't going to do them to you. And you want me to just say, well, I'm that woman. I am that woman to do that. No, baby. You ain't going to make me tell that lie. You are not going to make me believe that I can change a man into being faithful. Nah. Mm -mm. And just six months ago, you were cheating? Mm -mm. Nah, you ain't finna make me tell. Nah. Mm -mm. I'm new right now. So I'm the new new that you want to try experiment with. We ain't doing that one. We ain't doing that one. I never thought about divorce. Like, you know, I always thought when you get married, you just get married. And that's just that. You don't get a divorce. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to get a divorce. You know what I'm saying? But things get bad and things get ugly. So then you like, nothing is changing. Maybe divorce is the option. Now, would I ever, if I get a divorce, would I ever get remarried again? Probably so. I just like the idea of family. I yeah. like the idea of, you know, people having your back, people being right. there for you, right. support. You know, love. I I just I love that. Like if I'm struggling and I'm going through stuff, I just love the fact that somebody cares that I'm having a bad day. Right. And that matters to me. I yeah, don't yeah. like to feel like I'm always gotta be looking out for somebody else's feelings and what somebody else is going through. Exactly. And nobody's looking out for me. And I right. get that sometimes. Sometimes I feel like that. And I get mm -hmm. frustrated because I'm like, I'm somebody too. Right, exactly. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I do a lot of shit, but I'm not superwoman. I, like, I, you know, like, okay, I'm over here. I 
over here, I, I need just a little bit of exactly, comfort. exactly. Like you know? I, I get that because I'm the one that don't seem like nothing bothers. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. When you got your divorce, did in any point? As it came down to the end, we're getting ready to sign these papers. We're we're, we're going to meet. We're going to sign these papers and get it over with. Did you ever think that what you're doing is going to hurt your child to the point where she may not forgive you? No. Never? No. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Because uh, I maintained my relationship with her throughout So I did, I and and I know she was at that where it wouldn't be no custody battle like right. Oh, I'm gonna take her and go to Timbuktu, right? Or try to keep it no. So I didn't. That cross never. That thought never crossed my mind. Now, but I, you said that y'all were bad for a while. Oh, so yeah. y'all being bad for a while did that play a part in why you never filed for divorce then and stayed? Was did she have been? Yeah, yes, definitely. Because mm-hmm. my, I, I, I just wanted to be there to to raise her. I, I didn't selfish. I didn't want another man raising my daughter, and I didn't know what type of guy that she, you know, get involved with. And my daughter wasn't his daughter, and it's just too much, too many things happening. Right, with, right. With you know stepkids, so I, I didn't want to take that chance. So you only wanted one child? Uh, actually, I wanted two. Actually, I wanted two. Mm, okay. So wanted- where you at at your age now, if your partner said, let's have some more children, would you have more children? <laughs> I have to have a young spouse. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have to. I, I I have to keep my spouse over forty, so that way it won't the cross the stop won't cross her mind. She already had her. Yes, indeed. Now, oh goodness gracious, because like you said, that'll be me getting a real young, 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 young woman. Yeah, and, you know, somebody in their thirties. Right. I think I think somebody in their thirties maybe don't have a kid. Mm-hmm. I'll try to give them one. Mm. You know, I'll try, but you know, I do my best to, you know, try to, you know, try to talk out of it, but you know, if that's what, you know, that's what she wants, then I'll try to give it to her, but you know. But your partner now don't want any more children, right? Right, right. Mm-mm. No, no, so I'm good. <laughs> 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 we <could. laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She don't, she don't want, she don't want no more. We had a scare, but she don't want no more. She, wow. Yeah. yeah, we had a little scare, but you know, yeah. So, but, <clears throat> but uh, no, we we don't. What would you take into your new marriage? Like, what lesson did you learn? That you would take into your new your new marriage if you were to get married again. Hmm. From a previous, I don't know. Um, 
Hmm. You gotta think that hard. You must didn't learn nothing then. Well, I mean, because here's the thing, and, and, and I know eventually I I did do some things mm-hmm. to come, especially probably the last you know years and in the last half of our marriage, whatever. I probably did some things to do that, mm-hmm. but in it. I was a pretty good guy. I was attentive to your needs. I was attentive to what you want to do. I was attentive to providing for the family. So in that regard, you know, that's the thing. And maybe a little bit more patient or be a little bit more, I guess, take a little bit more of whatever she's I guess dishing out, so to speak. Mm. But I just, you know, I don't, I don't know because, like I said, I I, I was there, um, and I was attuned. Like I said, the last part, yeah, I was doing whatever I was doing, but before, I don't know. What would you do? What would you take if you was to get a divorce? Um. I would be more honest with how I feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say be patient because in, I've always been patient. That was, right. that was the one thing that I hated about myself was that I was very submissive and patient. I think that was, not say I hate it, but that I wish that sometime I just wasn't. Yeah. You know, but I, if if I were to get divorced and start over, I think that it, me being completely honest all the time about how I felt and not just right. say or go along with something just because someone wants me to and it makes me uncomfortable or I don't like it. Right. Exactly. So I think that would be the one thing that I would change. Yeah, I would say that's good. So if you get married again, are you looking for someone that you feel complete you? Um, <laughs> in that word, complete me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess complete me to compliment me. Right. Yeah, that's that's the word that somebody to to compliment me. Somebody that I could love. Right. Yeah. So and, and 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 let me ask you this. What do when people say that word complete me? I think that, I think basically what you said is like having that friend that that you want. Um if you have children, having that that father figure or or you know, good father figure for your, your child or children. Right. Um, somebody that's a provider that's stable, somebody just the things that the idea man that most women want, I think that that's what that's basically what they're saying because so many women change themselves into the woman that they think a guy wants them to be but they find themselves even more miserable because that ain't what the guy really wanted you know what I'm saying? But that's because that's what they thought. They didn't take the time to ask and, and right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the problem that comes in with that. And then they figure he may not be the ideal person that I want, but he'll change. Have you ever felt like if I'm 
if I have a hookup or a girlfriend or whatever, and it's things about them that you didn't like, you think that they that if you stuck it out that it would change? Uh, no, uh, because I don't think you could change a person. It, it, now let me let me not say totally no. It, it depends on on what it is, you know, for the person because it depends on what they're what what they're doing. What right, right. Think, you know, is it that big a deal? Is it a big deal? You know, is this? You know, and 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 sometimes you you be with a person you're like, well, that'll change. But you got when you start saying that, you you be you looking at the core of a person, right? Say, That's gonna change. No. But first of all, you shouldn't be looking to change a husband. Exactly. I mean, when oh. you said I do, or a wife, when you say I do, you you're saying that this is who God sent for me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you've been married before, you're saying that God gave you a second chance. As something amazing, and this this is the person, you it, know what I'm is, saying? It, you you're saying I accept and love you right. and myself through all and all, regardless. That's basically what you're supposed to be saying. So you don't see anything exactly. in that person that you're supposed to be willing to change anyway, right? But when exactly. it comes to those situations when people are in these type of relationships and and the person is not ideal for them, I would mm-hmm. say that to be completely honest, be open, right. openly yourself to that person up front from the beginning in that relationship, in that love, that marriage, whatever, because it can be scary. So I, I would say just be completely, just exactly. completely yourself and exactly. don't let someone that you find to be so amazing, you know, blind you. And blind where you're comparing what you have to this person that's oh my god he's just a perfect gentleman oh he pulls the chair out oh he girl you've been paying attention your man been doing that for you the whole time you know what i'm saying so i would say just be open and and completely that's just like when people you know in their intimacy in their bedroom most women that cheat on their spouses they cheat because they're not emotionally and sexually satisfied you know what i mean most men that cheat they're not sexually satisfied or they're overly stressed with being a husband being a father they don't want to do that all the time they want a break and then on top of all that the sex change and then when the sex change the wife ain't freaky the way they want the wife to be freaky but the wife don't know that the husband won't her to be freaky so the husband comes and want to experiment and pull hair and slap and shit. And she wonder, what the fuck wrong with you? You ain't never did this shit. You ain't never said this shit to me before. Now, y'all arguing and fussing because she know for a fact now your ass and cheated. You know why she it, know your ass and cheated? Because you ain't never took the time to tell her, I want you to be a little bit more naughty and freaky, a little bit more nasty. Because to be honest, there are some, what you call them, um, holier than thou women that are some freaky ass women in the bedroom but you wouldn't have oh. a, a a possibility of an inkling of a thought or a feeling that they are that way exactly. that's how it's supposed to be well, but if, if people are more honest with each other i think 
it wouldn't be so many divorces and it wouldn't be so much cheating and it wouldn't be so much STDs being spreaded around, you know, showing, sharing their Royal Oaks and shit. It would be better. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and you're probably right. And you're probably absolutely right about that. I just, you know, I just think if you, if you be completely yourself with, with whoever you in relationship then and then then that person would know you and know who you are if you you have to be completely right. yourself and also when you've been married before you have to take ownership of whatever you did wrong that exactly. first time around cuz nobody exactly. goes into their first marriage thinking oh we're going to get a divorce it happens so Right. You, exactly. if you brave enough to try it again, you know, marriage is the only better. It's only better the second time around. What people be saying, I don't know, but that's what people say. I mean, if you could learn from your early mistakes, then yes. But yeah, it, you know, both partners are older, hopefully, and wiser, right. hopefully, and both yeah. know, you know, what they need from each other and what they want to do, how they yeah. want to make the relationship work. And after after you get a divorce. You know, you, I, I believe that if somebody get a divorce, they can still believe in love, and in the institution of a marriage. I believe that. I just, right. I just oh, think yeah. that, that nobody should be in a hurry to experience it again. Nope. You right. know, you could date, you know, before or, or or something like that, but I don't think you should be in a hurry to get married. Even just take your time. I mean, because right. you don't know, and until you are completely honest and completely ready to step up and say I did this and this 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 in this marriage. Right. I played this part in this marriage for this marriage to go wrong. Right. And I wasn't in a no. in this marriage. Right. You know you what I'm know. saying? You if when you if you take accountability and you know what you did, you know the part that you play and you know how to what to do differently, I think it'll be better the second time around. I'm gonna be honest. Right, it will be because you're taking ownership and you're recognizing, hey, you know, I can't step this way this this right. time. I stepped this way with the other one; it went this, it went, it went south. Right. So, if you're honest with yourself, right, what you'll do, right, and you're supposed to learn from your experience. I agree. So if I, you don't, then marriage gonna fail too. But you know, men. Some men are like, you know, because I read online what they were saying. Some men don't want to get married a second time because uh, statistics said that most women don't want to have sex. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't understand that one because men, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand that one because. <laughs> uh, I think. The second time around, if you have grown and you have matured, I think you will have a clear vision about what you want from a relationship because that divorce taught you the dynamic of a relationship and right. in the second marriage, uh-huh. I, you know, when that opportunity approach, you know, you're able to look at it in a different view. I, right. I think you're making a decision based on strength and, and a choice rather than fear of being alone once mm-hmm. you've been through that. That's just 
That's just my opinion. Because the uh, first time, you know, some people get married because, you know, somebody nagging them or all their friends that got married, so let me go and get married. You know what I mean? Or, or she didn't got pregnant obligations, so let me, you know what I'm saying? So the right. first time around, it may not be the idea, and that person probably wasn't who you supposed to be married in, in the beginning anyway. Exactly. Or you know, you've learned, like I said, to take responsibility for your part in, in, in that relationship of, of it going wrong. Because, you know, love itself is not enough. So, you know, you, you got to put in some work. You, you got to do oh, some shit. You know what I'm saying? And then, or if you are smarter about love. I mean, you've learned from your past. So hopefully you won't repeat it. And you, you've right. learned to separate the past from the present. And then you, you, you're living in the present. Like you're happy. You went to therapy, you know, you kept a journal or you hanging out with your friends and you just in a better, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you feel better. You're more positive. You, you loving, right. you know, you're open to love or you can, you, you know, you, you're at the point where you can allow yourself to take risks and be vulnerable with, with another partner. You know? Right. So you, you feel free. You, you feel like you can trust another person. You, you, right. You're comfortable with expressing your thoughts and your feelings with somebody else. So, um, what else? Um, you know that rather than trying to fix that person, you just focus on improving your own life. And if you do that, I think once people acknowledge that that's what they were trying to do, I think that'd be better too. Right. You know how to communicate honestly. Because honestly, key communication is the key <laughs> issues in any and all relationships. Sweeping shit under uh, the damn rug, don't do nothing but usually keep up a, a, a bunch of bullshit. I'm just saying, be all kind of humps and lumps in your damn rug and shit. You can't even, I mean, you can't even walk. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you just swept the shit under there and left it there. Calm you know down, I'm just saying. Down. And then you, you, you learn Thing. how to forgive. You know, right. you, you started practicing it. You know, you apologize when you when you say something inappropriate or you do something inappropriate or or if a person apologizes to you, you wholeheartedly accept the apology. Don't say, Okay, all right, I accept your apology, but you really don't. You know what I mean? So I just think when people grow, they they understand. When they mature, they get it. Because forgiveness is not the same as condoning the hurt done to you. You know what I'm saying? Forgiving is allowing you to move on from it and not, you know, drowning in it and using it as a weapon to, to hit somebody with at your convenience. Yeah. So and you got to be confident about the person that you're choosing to start over with. And, and, you know, so I think if people were to do those, some of those things as they grow and as they mature, I think they can beat the odds you know, right. and have a, a better, healthy, successful marriage, remarriage. Right. Exactly. You know? So, I want you. determination, respect, acceptance. You got to have a whole lot of tolerance. Yeah. Patience. I'm telling you, it'll improve, you know, it'll improve a lot. Your chances at, at marriage, at work. It Friendship right. as a father, as a friend, as a brother, all that shit. Because I mean, I'm just right. saying, because all that play a part in it. But we're not gonna keep it going any longer. But 
that would be my key for anybody that's considering remarrying. Um, I would say if you know in your hearts that the marriage or the relationship that you're in is unhealthy, it's toxic, and it's time to go, I I will tell you if you don't have the financial money to do it, plan, seek help, and get gone. Absolutely. That's that's I'm I'm never gonna tell somebody to stay in something that I know nine times out of ten they probably won't live to tell a story. I'm not gonna tell people that. That right. No. And I'm I don't believe in people staying in a relationship because of children. Because you're teaching those children that that's what a marriage is and that's what life and family is. And then when they get older, they get married. That's how they are in their marriage. That's not healthy. Absolutely. So I would would say be honest with yourself and find that inner strength that you need for you. And if it's about money, you got to not – it's hard (laughs) But you have to just look past that and just trust and believe that everything is going to work itself out. I know there are plenty of cases where women left and they end up homeless. They end up in shelters. So I'm not going to tell anybody that it's going to be easy. I'm not going to paint that picture. I'm never going to paint that picture. But I will say I'd rather be in a shelter than to be in somebody's cemetery. Yeah. And boy, and if you're working, if you're working, then then you need to plan. Right. And that means saving. Right. It means you just got to save. Right. And that's that's just the bottom line. Because if you're working, then you can save up enough money to not be in any type of, you know, shelter. Right. You know, but you have to, that's something a person have to, have to really truly plan and and, and be, and and, that it be a, a staple with them, that it be something that they're determined to do. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes people like they want to leave and they talk about leaving, and, but they're not doing anything to plan. To right, leave. that's true. You know, it, it's like all of a sudden they're gonna decide to leave. Well, if you're not planning financially to leave, mm-hmm. and then you that plan, they plan, they plan for the, their future. They have right. retirement, everything. They plan for their future, right? But they don't. Well, right now they right. don't plan for their present, right? And, and it's, it's just, not gonna be easy. No, it's not going to be easy making that change. Right. You just, you just, I always say step out on faith, trust God. And as long as you are working to help you, he'll help you along the way. Um, but it has to start somewhere. And, um, yeah, because I know when it comes to family, my, my family is limited. There's not a lot of people in my family when it comes to reaching out for support. I, I don't. I'm not even fitting to tell that line. So I have a whole bunch of, I have a huge family, but that huge family ain't people that I can count on. I'm just saying. Right. So, um, but I know that it's doable. You know what I'm saying? But we have to take, especially when children are involved, we have to take ourselves out the equation and look at the right. long term of what could be for the child or children. And, Think about the happiness that they deserve and that you also deserve and the peace of mind that you're going to get. So um, my my top three reasons people stay in marriages, children, money, and fear. 
And yours, exactly. Mr. E? <laughs> Fear, mm-hmm. money, and children. <laughs> Same. There you go. So we kind of agree today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is so amazing. Hmm. <laughs> we agreed on a few things because I don't think that a woman should be paying a man, you know, oh. alimony. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But again, I have mixed views when it comes to certain situations because I do know that there are men that do not work and they stay home and take care of the children and that's what the family agreed on and so when it comes to that situation I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to tell you that if divorce can't, divorce day come that you don't look but I will say this with the Braxton you know the Braxton right? Tamar Tawanda, Tony yeah. okay well Tawanda got a divorce from her husband right? When they first came on the show, they were living in a house. They had bought their house, and something happened with the the paperwork with the house. The the house that they bought was illegally sold to them. Wow. Right. So they had to move out the house. So they moved in with the sister, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Well, Andre didn't work. He was so caught up in, he's going to get a book. He's going to write a book. He's going to write a book. So Tawanda was Tony's assistant and backup singer slash dancer, right? Okay. So he was with the children majority of the time because somebody had to fucking work. Somebody had to bring in money. So she was the one that brought the money in. Well, anyway, by her getting on the show, they made X amount of money. She made more money. thing I can honestly say, Tawanda never hardly had her children on the show. Her children was never hardly seen on the show. And so, get out of my yard. Um, she never hardly had her children on the show, but she still made a good amount of money. So she was able to buy a house in Richmond, which is an area where they lived at. And she bought a house somewhere else or whatever, wherever. And the house that Andre is living in now she bought it. It's her house. He still lived there. But they finally got a divorce and it's finalized. Now, he sued her for spousal support and alimony and he didn't even want to work. Now, true, it came to the sense of them that it made sense for him not to work at, at one point because he was able to be with the children all the time. But before it even got to that point, he didn't even want to work. Right. He didn't even want to work. And so when they showed that segment of how he was treating her and what all he was asking for in the divorce, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, this motherfucker lost his goddamn mind. Oh, Anita. <laughs> I was it's, so mad. This is not the Anita show. <laughs> yes. I was so mad. I said, how? This woman still stuck with you when you didn't have nothing. Her younger sister, um, Tamar, was like calling him a deadbeat babysitter and this and that, whatever. And she was like, no, you're not going to do that. He is not a babysitter. He is their father. You're not going to do that. She did not let anybody attack him, regardless of how bad he was to her. No, No matter how he tried to handle her, he was a good father to their children. You know what I'm saying? He always looked out for them and she was not, no, you're not going to do that to him. You're, you're not going to do that to him. But now she's divorced. She's seeing someone 
he found out about it. He's all pissed and mad about it. And he talked about her on social media. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there thinking, how can you talk about somebody on social media when, first of all, y'all not together anymore? And secondly, first of all, y'all not together anymore. Secondly, you're still living in her house. And third, she can date anybody that she wants to. But the most important thing that I have a problem with that you talked about on social media, her children is now allowed on social media. They set up their children in an account on social media and the children follow both of them on social media. So the children know that you're talking about their mother on social media. Why would you do that? Well, majority of the time when she's working, you have them. Uh, So why would you do that? But that made me so mad. But I'm glad that we agreed on some things because I didn't think that we would be able to agree on some things because I was about to chop your head off about Boosie. But anyway, because you saw Lil Wayne side him up, huh? I don't know. Yeah, he ain't much come. Mm -hmm. He ain't come. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know, but he said Lil Wayne claimed that it, it had nothing to do with Boosie, which I don't know. Maybe he is telling the truth, but I just find it coincident that you didn't come because of that. But you got on Instagram and you were joking about it. Like, I didn't find that part funny. Like, I thought that that was very distasteful because these people invested their money into this. You had people still came out to this to this um thing. And you were one of the headliners. They were coming to see you perform. Right. And you didn't even show up. And I just thought that that was very distasteful. I really did. I thought that was very, very, very distasteful. And for that, I didn't agree with it. I really didn't. And somebody had got on Boosie thing and they were talking to Boosie about um, you know, his stance on it or whatever. And he said people only hearing what people want you to hear. He said from what I'm gathering, he felt like one of the promoters or a promoter that was involved or something played a part in what happened or was involved some type of way because supposedly somebody sent the po- the security whatever their way and so they're saying that one uh the promoter or someone affiliated with the promoter or something i don't know mm-hmm. had something to do with it and, and instead of them apologizing and acknowledging that we messed up and we stole his money and we stole his jury, blah, blah, blah. They wanted to paint the picture like he was, they were just some hooligans in the mall, you know, acting up and getting, you know, t- sprayed with mace and this and that, whatever, when it wasn't even like that. And I didn't, I never heard that it was them that was acting up. I really didn't. So I didn't know where that came from, but you know, there were all different stories that circulated. So it was probably just one of the stories that I didn't pay any attention to because I had probably got tired of hearing about it. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But I do know this from people that I know that's in the, that deal with music, not in the capacity of boosting them, but you know, they perform and they go and they do this little thing. That world is shady as shit. People you think that are your friends are no longer your friends. People you think that respect you don't even respect you. People that you think got you talking about you behind your back. So when it comes to that, in the the music industry or music business 
in general, baby, they'll stab you in the back in a second. And you don't even know why. You'd be wondering, like, well, why are you shunning me? Well, what did I did? Well, what's going on? So, and that's the same thing in marriages. So, pick your mate. Yeah. Pick your partner. Yeah. Be smart. Pay attention. But don't yeah. just settle because of convenience or because it's easy and all that other stuff. You know, put in the work Absolutely. And, and change it. And as always, Mr. E, it's a pleasure recording with you. Oh, it's my privilege to record with you, Miss Anita. And as usual, to our listeners, whomever is listening, I, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Again, because Mr. E don't talk as much as I do. Um, thank you for your ear. Thank you for whatever time that you decide to give to us to listen to our podcast. I appreciate it. Spread she said, he said, they said to other people. We're on the iTunes. We're on Google. We're on the podcast. I think it's Castle, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. You can email us as she said, he said, they said, gmail.com. And let us know what you think. Let us know if there's any topic you would like to hear or any suggestions on how you would like for us to change our podcast up. Now, mind you, we both are new to this. I was on the podcast before he was, but again, I'm no master at it. I'm still learning. I'm still grooming um, on how to do it. Um, so we're still, we're still working on it. So you got to be patient with, with us with that. The biggest problem that we're having is what, Mr. E.? Technical difficulty. <laughs> we you know, keep we keep getting cut off. To go out and that little that little emblem come on the TV. Say technical difficulties. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's the biggest problem we're having. Like it's like sometimes we get into a deep conversation, talking, and then it's like. Dur -dur, dur -dur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and then you like. Hey, what did you say? What you, what, what you say? That's what it sounds like. And you just hang up because you know ain't nobody understand nothing you saying and they yeah, understand not, nothing he's saying. So, you know, you just hang up. You know what I'm saying? You just hang up. Like the book uh, on, uh, on uh, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, again, thank you guys. Um, oh, yeah. I said that we weren't always going to be talking about relationships. Um, and we, that wasn't the plan, but that was a question, Q and a question that I had on a need to love to hate to hate. And I thought that it would be fun to talk about it on, she said, he said, they said from his perspective and mine, cause actually I wanted to see if he would agree with a man getting out alimony. Honestly, that's really, really all it was. I'm just going to keep it all the way 100 with you. And it was very interesting and enlightening that we finally agreed on something. Yeah, yes. So we're not that we're not that bad off. I mean, like we're not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But um it, it is a pleasure um hosting with you, Mr. E. We gotta figure out how we can record this where we're not, you know, sounding stupid. Well, I don't sound stupid. <laughs> well yeah. Ain't nothing I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my Paula. laughs> no, we got to figure out how we can, we can take care of the technical difficulties because we want you guys to keep coming back, listening and sharing our podcast and chiming in and calling in with us. So 
anything you would like to hear on our podcast, share, let us know. I'm good. What about you, Mr. E? I absolutely, I feel the same way. Let us know what you want to hear. And we'll sip a little tea, sip a little wine, and we'll talk about it. Yes, and we'll laugh, and we'll converse, and we'll argue, and then we may or may not agree. But we 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 always agree to disagree if need be. Yeah, usually if he really hit that nerve, I'd be like, okay, well anyway, we're gonna just gonna leave that alone, because then that <laughs> means he didn't hit that nerve, that head got on the gyrating left and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just playing. <laughs> you know, she's got to always be right. So, guys, you know how it ain't that I hit the nerve. <sighs> have to be okay. We'll I could be. It. I could be wrong. I'm. I'm. I'm okay with being wrong. So, don't believe that. Don't believe that. You guys. Don't believe that. <laughs> anyway, that. don't fall for that foo foo. <laughs> That's the banana in the tailpipe. Don't fall mm-hmm. for that. Well, that is what it is. Okay. That is it for this Thursday. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you again, Mr. E. I appreciate you. We will be back next Tuesday. Um, and hopefully we won't have any technical difficulties. Uh, hopefully we won't. Yes, honey. Y'all have a good one. Y'all have a good one. As usual. Peace and we'll love. See, we'll see you at the top. She said he said. Later. Thank <laughs> you.